the BRL fam has increased by one son of BRL has now arrived in this world, which makes the Patreon way more important now. Support the show that supports your scene and keep the show as successful as it is at the moment. Helping you that out. Patreon.com slash BRLSun. That is Patreon.com slash BRLSun. I've had no sleep. It's BRL and now joining us on the phone is Nothing short of a legend in Australian hip-hop. Now, I'm sure you're going to balk at that. You're probably going to get a little red face, but let's face facts. You are a legend of the genre. Uh, you not only were a part of one of my favourite acts ever, Coolism, uh, you host the Triple J Hip-Hop Show. I always say that fast, you know, because, you know, rival <laughs> programs and all. And uh, now, <laughs> there's no rivalry. It's like... Um, <laughs> An ant biting at whatever. Um, and <laughs> on top of all that, uh, you're about to be an author. Well, you are, but, you know, once it's released, I consider that uh, a released official. official published author. <laughs> now joining us on the program, How. How the hell are you? I'm good, thank you, man. I appreciate your time. Uh, and, yeah, like, you know, just even with that intro, adding the author into that mix, and it's still quite surreal um but yeah thank you for your time and you know i think as as you know before we get into it you know mm. as radio um peers you know i think we're, we all play a very important part in culture you know like the triple j hip-hop show of course is nationally broadcasted but you know the thing wouldn't be the thing without community radio so you know um respect and and uh, gratefulness for, for what you do as well Thank you, sir. We are all we we don't have the quite the coverage, but we're uh, also all across Australia on the community radio network. Got to throw that in there too. <laughs> no, of course, you know. Like I said, you know, community radio plays has played a massive part in in scene. So, oh, um, absolutely, you know, everyone everyone plays their part. Oh, the it's it's wild to hear about uh, the the host broadcaster for this show uh, HFM in uh, WA the original hip hop show was ho- uh, hosted by Hunter back in the day yes the man rest in peace the legend absolutely um, and uh, he's the guy that put me on to the scene in the first place he vouched for me and uh, everything's happened since then yeah that's uh, beautiful especially you know Hunter's and he our first trip to Perth, like he was always there. You know, he showed so much love to everyone that came through. He made sure everyone was looked after. You know, he made sure you're cool. And, and I, I would probably say he'd have the best collection uh, of Australian hip hop, uh, probably out of everyone. I would say. Like, you know, he just would get everything. So um, yeah, always maximum respect. Uh, for Hunter. Yeah, I wonder if that was held on to afterwards by by the family. Uh, I, I hope, hope so. so. I hope so too. I, I really do. Um, but 
uh, rest in peace to Hunter, of course. Anytime he's mentioned, uh, the legend of Perth yeah. hip hop in general. Uh, now, uh, let's talk about this. It's a book. It's called King. Now, um, what's inspired you to pen this down? Because a book is a big commitment and you're a busy guy already. So, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's kind of crazy. To, I think when I was brought up, I was like, okay, it's just, you know, cool. But then, you know, as, as it goes along, it kind of dawns and you're like, okay, well, this is really a, a big commitment and um, requires a lot. Of, you know, because you think, oh, it's just talking about stories. But then, it's trying to recall stories from 20, 30 years ago, and, mm. you know, and, and um, talking about things that happen and trying to recall. I remember Chris, Chris Riley, the co-author, um, you know, he'd asked about a certain situation and I said, yeah, we met at this cafe. And then he said, so what do you reckon you drank at this cafe? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> that was 20 years ago. Uh, I don't even know what I ordered last week. So, mm. uh, it, it was fun trying to recall the stories, and um, and actually, the, one of the greatest things to come out of it was, uh, I mean, besides the book itself, was reconnecting with a lot of people. You know, I, there were some formative years after high school with, with you know a small crew in Canberra, and I hadn't talked to them probably over. Well, I hadn't talked to them in over twenty years. Wow! And and Chris said, "Oh, you know, these guys played a." you know, it's a pretty big part of your development. It would be good to talk to them. And I said, man, I haven't talked to them since then, you know, like the mid, late 90s. Um, but I made sure, I, I definitely wanted to call them before Chris called them. Mm. Because I, I just thought that would be kind of weird. Like, oh, you can't even ring You know, they can't ring <laughs> yeah. himself. So I just, you know, I, I made those calls and it was, it was beautiful. You know, it, it really did feel like, no time had passed. Um, I, I guess with any kind of true friendship, you, you you have that. You know, you don't have to call every day. You don't have to see him. But as soon as you do talk or see each other, it's that instant um, connection. So yeah, it was, it was a long process, mm. and and Chris was the one that came up with the idea because he actually approached me to do. Well, he thought. Would you like to do the, like the history of, of hip hop in Australia? Mm. Have you ever thought about that? And I said, I have actually. Uh, I have actually thought about it. Like that, nothing beyond that. And then he said, Oh, actually, have you thought about writing about your life? And I, and I told him I hadn't. You know, it was never. You know, I tell a lot of people. You know, I, I just didn't think it was that interesting of a story to tell. Um, but a lot of people did say, like, you know, you, you feel it's a bit like that because it's your life. You do this every day, so mm. it's, it's normal. But to people outside of your life and outside of even just the culture and music, you know, it is quite fascinating. So, yeah, you know, I'm very thankful for Chris for, you know, pressing me on that and, you know, for his patience as well. Now, now on that topic, um, you, you being, I'll actually like the uh, description in the, uh, the, the promo pack is uh, being a front row observer uh, to mm. the Australian hip hop was like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably like second or third. So I'm like, I get it. Um, but mm. you, you've also been 
involved. You know, you you won the Aria in 04 and uh, everything like that. So um, I've sort of been on this program in a way, uh, especially through the uh, Digging in the Crates episode, sort of trying to explain bits and pieces of how the culture's kind of evolved since, well, I'd say 02 for me, but um, yeah. how, would you, how would you say that it's... Yeah, how, how has it evolved, you know, because, uh, you know, you guys released a tape in 93, so <laughs> we're talking yeah. real OG stuff here. So, um, yeah, like, how has it evolved? Because I think we all know it's sort of like um, before the calling and after, that's kind of yeah. where, it, where it is commercially. <laughs> exactly, pretty much, pretty much that, that, that was the pivotal moment, you know, for the, for the scene. Um, I mean, even for us to release a tape in 93, we were still the kind of tail end of the first generation. You know, you know, you had AK Brothers, Ryan Kentucky, Death Wish, of course, mm-hmm. Westside Posse. Like, there was a whole generation that was, you know, moving things along. And that was exciting uh, to see, you know, because I started listening, I first went to hip hop to like your Grandmaster Flash and even your. Herbie Hancock's and uh, breakdance movies, Beat Street. So we're talking kind of mid to late 80s. Mm. Um, but it wasn't until I started coming across hip-hop in Australia and I was fascinated. I was like, oh, wow, like, we can do it too. You know, it's not just an American music. I mean, we always will say that it is, you know, black and brown culture from the city of New York. We'll always respect the architects, but, you know, everyone started to find their own voice through this new music form and it was super exciting in Australia and so you know I think whenever you do get into into anything you just dive head head first and you just love you do it because you love it and you want to be mm. part of something fascinating. And um from you know high school I just wanted to be rapper that's all I wanted to be on excuse me rapper. You know, I played rugby as well, but rapping was really for me. And, um, and, and we're talking like pre-internet days, yep. pre-mobile days. So it really was word of mouth or if there was a, an, a special kind of shop in the city that imported records. And it was, it was really, um, yeah, it was just super exciting those early days because you didn't know anyone by face. You only know, heard them, their names kind of floating around. And uh, even going to Sydney, you know, like uh, the lounge room, uh, Next Level, Central Station, so, uh, Soul Sense, these iconic record stores. And you'd walk in and you'd see people that you think might be them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And you kind of get introduced. Like, oh, yeah, no, I've heard of you. I've heard of you, Dick. And so, you know, just seeing it evolve from that and then into the, the era where the internet comes into play and the younger generation um, naturally um, taking to the internet and using the internet the way, it, you know, that it should be used. And, and then we just talked about the hoods and, and seeing, because we started off in a similar time and to see them break through. I mean, even before the hoods, we had, you know, people like Catalyst and 1200 Techniques and uh, Resin Dogs kind of mm, yes. breaking barriers here and there, but, you know, nothing like the you know, hoods where they just 
totally broke through. And that was exciting because it really did feel like one of us had made it. And of course, as you know, just open the floodgates. And oh, absolutely. Everyone wanted to make hip hop and, and, you know, there was a lot of great that came out of it. Some not so great, but, mm. you know, that's just what happens, you know. And seeing that evolve from, you know, that kind of era and then we move into the era of kind of like your Manu Crooks and B-Wises and Remy's. And yeah, just over the years, it's been exciting. And, and like the book says, you know, just from being uh, someone that participates in the culture to have the privilege of um, watching it firsthand mm. and also trying try to support. Like, you know, you know, you're running a radio station, it's about shedding light on, on, on musicians that you feel like need to have that platform. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, like since the 90s to now, it's been uh, a great journey. And I'm, I'm very thankful that I still love stuff coming out today, whereas a lot of the peers, probably not so much. Uh, I'm um, I'm pro. Actually, you're probably a lot more accepting of uh, a lot more of the the modern style than I am. <laughs> to be brutally <laughs> honest, like I'm I'm uh, I, and I'm about what well, I'd say about ten years behind you. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've got to a, a certain point now. I, but I think I think it also might be uh, when I think about it, it might be the spot at Triple J because you have a lot of younger crew coming through and you still have that enthusiasm and the joy with music and everything. And I, yeah. I don't probably get to you. you. You'd probably be like, no, I'll give this a chance if you're really feeling this. Yeah, no, it is that. And I think it's also still going to be still connecting with younger generations. You know, like sometimes I don't, I'm not super excited about it. Mm-hmm. But I understand it, you know, and, and I, acknowledge that and and a lot of the times they love that too when there's like older generations that kind of reach back and say you know i i like what you're doing just keep doing it and um yeah you know there is no right or wrong we don't have to like that either that's yeah. the thing it's not like oh i'm doing it the right way it's like well if you don't like it you just don't like it yeah um but i think it is just working with young artists and kind of reconnecting and and just um because like I tell my peers as well, like, ah, oh, hip hop's the same. It's like, well, it isn't the same because it isn't our era, really. You know, yeah. they're making, they're, it's, they're it's, not necessarily making music for us. Like, if we like it, that's awesome. But if mm. not, that's fine too. Um, I just would never want, just because, you know, some people don't understand it. I just don't like when people kind of belittle it, you know, like, ah, oh, that's, they're doing it wrong or that's not hip hop, whatever. Because, you know, I grew up in their shoes at, at one stage where people were telling us, like, oh, you can't rap, you're not American, you're not black. You know, like, this is this is a fa- phase. Um, so I understand that. I'm, and I grew up knowing, oh, yeah, when I get older, oh, I don't want to be that person. Yeah, yeah, I um, I that that I will absolutely agree with. I still try to put people on. Uh, I have a, have a certain mm. sound that I I, I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> so and, and 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 the thing is, is there are still people making that certain sound. Yes. You know, like it's, and I think that's important to to back them as well. You know, if you feel like okay, I can get behind this, mm. it's important to do so. You know, like. Like I said, you know, everyone's not going to like everything anyway. Yeah, you're exactly. Just gonna, um, 
if you do find something that is new and you feel like you can't throw your support behind, then I, I always feel it's important to do so. Uh, Come and reminisce with us. This is 90s Till Infinity. It's Gav here from the guy who brought you BRL. 90s Till Infinity walks you down the road of the best decade ever, the 90s. Catch 90s Till Infinity on Mixcloud or a radio station near you or find us at 90s Till Show on Facebook and Instagram. Coastal Field, 90s Till Infinity. Keeping it retro. Reminisce with us. 100%. One hundred percent. That sort of leaves me to uh, well, forever, ever, which is uh, you know your. Uh, is it an imprint? Uh, is it kind of a, a sub label? Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, so it's an imprint or a joint venture. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you've released a few acts through there. Uh, Perth native Hoodsie, who I've never met. You know, but people are like, oh, you've never met Hoodsie. I'm like, well, I first of all, I don't. I haven't gone to a gig in ages. I went to the Hood show. <laughs> I went to the Hood show because Charles put me on the door. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, re- the recent, the recent like arena tour. Yeah, awesome. After that, I'm yeah, like, awesome. I haven't been to a, like a local show in a very long time. I'm probably going to go to the Maddie B launch because you know that's. Uh, oh, he's got a launch? Yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be launching his album uh, Chronica in uh, late November. Yeah, wow. Hey, who's doing? Is uh, Scotty doing the music? Um, I, uh, actually, I think or? I think there's a bit of everybody on that. I think um, yeah, I think Scotty's involved wow. in a bit, but I think you know, un, uh, I think a, a lot of the person are sort of helping in the background. You know, probably a lot of Daz, of course, and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Awesome. I'll, I'll I'll get the information when I chat to him because um yeah, yeah. that's important too you know like you know we still have artists from back in the day still putting music out too and and it's also important to still back then you know like your lazy grays and like, I'd see Brad Strutz about to re- release some stuff and B, you know is like back releasing stuff so it's and yeah that- it's equally as important to to back them and 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 you know like you said you know trying to educate the young ones. And, mm. And, and where, that lazy grey record is one of the best of the year. That was really good. Yeah. That album. That was. So I mean, good. He, I mean, he's always he's always been one of my favorites. You know, just his style and tone and um, in his production as mm. well. Yeah, that was just yeah. That that was like wow. You you've still got it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like with the film trials, even though he kind of came a bit. After us, you know, he's still been working for well at least a couple of decades. Yes, you know? absolutely. And he's still going strong. You know, like it's, it's awesome to see. You know, and you know, the uh, downside as still pumping beats out. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, absolutely. And um, and uh, from the 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 chat that I've had with Trials at that Hood show, still super passionate about music, just in general. Mm. Like it, it was, yeah, just seeing his posts, you know, on Instagram, like mm. making beats and and streaming it, and like him still, you know, writing bars and oh man, I love you know that's true passion. You know, you can't that never dies. No, you, know, you may not be as active, but that kind of passion for something never dies. You know, and, and Super important that we kind of highlight that and show youngins, you know, that, that it really is about passion. Because, you, know? mm. you know, it's not, it's, they grew up in a different age where it's about data and numbers and things. And, you know, we can talk about that all day as well. And, yeah. And talk about it's not that important, but it is important to, 
to some people. And to, and to some degree, it is too. But you know, it's it's that passion and love for something that you'll just do anyway because um, you want to. Absolutely. Now, uh, we'll jump back to the book, and um, you're going to be putting out an audio book as well. Now, um, yeah. you gotta, so first of all, um, I, I couldn't think of anything worse because I am an atrocious reader out loud. Just uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Asperger's, ADHD, a couple other things, and just it, it would never work for me. So um, I, I would probably take uh, a probably even more uh, full-on approach than you did. I would go harder than the Beastie <laughs> Boys book because uh, have you listened to the Beastie Boys audio book? No, I haven't. Do they, do they do it? Yeah, they did one for the book that they put out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's brilliant because it's uh, every chapter's voiced by somebody else and it's some random super famous guest sometimes and then it's just one of their mates or someone like that and they'll introduce themselves and then read the book. And uh, so uh, so you didn't take any um, ideas from that, but you will – you've got some um, – kind of secret guests on there, which I won't pry because I'll, I'll uh, save that for my own listening as well for the audio book. <laughs> but um, uh, you're also going to be dropping some exclusive bars on there. So uh, is this, are you going to be doing a, a cappella? Is there going to be beats on that? How's that working? Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, you know, when they mentioned the audio, that was the thing that excited me the most doing that, the, the audio book. Um, but, you know, how do you know what what kind of work needed to be done in the audio book, man? <laughs> Your laughter alone. I was just like, oh, he, 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 this was trauma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not, not quite traumatic, but it was a lot more work than I anticipated. Mm. Um, you know, so I thought, okay, well, I'll be laughing since, you know, how long and been on radio, how long, you know, how, how you breathe, not a breeze, but I thought, yeah, yeah this would be cool. But, uh, yeah, it's a totally different um, setting when you, like you said, when you're reading it, like word for word. I mean, they did sort of say too, like, oh, it doesn't have to be word for word. You know, you can kind of mix it up a bit so it feels more natural. Mm. Um, but I guess that's what works is that the voice is, the, the book is in my voice anyway. So yes. the way I read it was, was natural. But yeah, it was like kind of five, six-hour sessions, and I think I did, like, seven. <laughs> it, was like, it was that first day I did it. It was super draining. I was so, so tired. I was like, wow, okay, this is a lot. You know, so you have to focus and make sure the nuances of what you're saying and glitchings and all this kind of stuff. And, um, but it did get a lot more fluid as, as I, you know, the days went by. Mm. Uh, but it was a lot of work. Um and yeah, you know, there's some bars in there, um, some some music pieces in there, and there are some special voices. Probably not like special as in, you know, like you'll hear the hoods or whatever. But like special people to me. Yes. Yeah, because these people play a big part of my life and. They do have their stories in there as well, and it was important for me that they tell their stories and it's in their voice, and um, and also just kind of mix it up, you know. So it's just not hearing me for the full. Oh man, I think it's like nine hours or something. 
Woof. So you know, you got to definitely uh, break that up into you know, days or even weeks. But um, but it was a good experience. Like, will I do another one? Uh, I don't know. Unless yeah. I write it like a ch- children's book or something. You know, it's like twenty pages with you know three sentences on each page. I'll I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, hundred thousand words. Man, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I like. I mean, that. it's a lot of words, but it is it is it is easy reading. It's quite slowy, so you know it's not dense. So yeah, it, it, it was a good experience. Yeah. Yeah. So that that that'll be wild. So um, the book obviously will drop first. That's uh, November first, and uh, people, I'll, I'll get the the plugs and everything out of the way yep. very soon for the pre-orders and everything as well. But um. Yeah, the the audio book is that going to be after that? Uh, is it going to be a day of? Oh, or no, gonna... Yeah, day of. Like the the physical book, the um, ebook, and audio book will all drop on November first. Oh, excellent! Penguin. So, uh, where will they go and order uh, this book? It's called King, by the way. Uh, I, I don't know if I mentioned that at the top, but yeah, it's called King. Yes, King. Um, Pre-orders, yeah, just from the Penguin website, which is penguin.com. That's the it. Oh, I should know that. But, yeah, you know, Penguin Australia, uh, it's easy to find. And you can just, yeah, place your order or you can wait for the wait for the release on the first and they'll be available at, you know, most of your, your usual book outlets and, and, you know, and specialty stores. Excellent. So uh, I'll be I'll be ordering my copy very soon, so I can uh, have something to read on on site if I uh, can't be bothered listening to some goofy podcast or something like that. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be some nice, uh, you know, sort of a uh, lunchtime reading while uh, sitting on a, a on a job site. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. You know, you know, I think I just you know we, we talked about the history of, of hip hop in this country, and mm. there is a lot in there about it. Australia, but there is a lot of history in there. You know, it's like history from my perspective. But you know, it's also you made some of it. Uh, yeah, I made some of it, but it's also the history of of uh, you know a, a kid of parents that grew up in rural New South Wales. You know, and, and the, the journey from there to hip hop and to you know, oh. radio and, and Ari. So um, yeah, I, I, I think a lot of the stories will resonate with. With people, especially people that grew up in rural parts of Australia, and and loved something like hip hop or any kind of musical culture, but didn't have much access to. You know, they always had to journey into the big city to to get their fix. Absolutely. Uh, as a person who's lived in regional towns, uh, talking to microphones as a career for. <laughs> Uh, a bunch of my twenties, uh, yeah, I I get that, especially the uh, pre-internet and uh, social media yeah. becoming a thing. I, I remember taking uh, a trip into Sydney with my uh, my uncle and auntie and uh, cousins. Who, are, yeah, well, those cousins are like nearly thirty now, about twenty something years ago now, <laughs> whatever. And yeah, and then. Um, uh, by chance, there were a couple of stealth mags, so I quickly scooped oh, those up off the shelf. I was like, oh, my God, stealth mag. I, I couldn't find them anywhere in Perth. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I grabbed my copies. Those copies are gone, but I still have the CDs. What, what, one- was, what was in 
what was in Perth at that time? Like a store that was. Is oh, there a Central Station? Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know about Central Station. I think that might have been, if there was anything like that, uh, I think it might have been more of like a DMB kind of store. I think I only really went right. to a, one of those once with my mate Rob. Shouts to Rob. Uh, but I was, uh, oh, God, I think it's mostly 78s, um, now gone, yeah. and Dada's were your sort of main Dada. record joints. Yeah. yeah, Dada's still around. Oh, they're still around, still going strong. Um, you know, people go in there. That's still the same two old fellows that own that place since forever. And yeah, I, <laughs> that's awesome, man. I have to go in there yeah, again. That's the one thing, you know, that I, I feel, I feel for the younger generations is, is not having those hubs we grew up with, you know, like your lounge rooms and your central stations or your next levels of, where people went there to listen to music and mm. hang out and meet and you know those were some great times of the interaction and and building and and, and learning and sharing getting know, knowledge and stories dust on your fingers and that that certain smell yeah, yeah it's a, it's yeah and you know just uh, yeah just yeah being in each other's company you know is very uh, very character building you know it's just exciting and. You know, obviously the times change, but that is one that's one thing that I often think about. Like I wish, you know, the young ones had was was some. I mean, some have it, you know, on a basketball court or barber shop or something. But yeah. you know, a record store where you could go and listen and buy new stuff that was something else. Yeah, even with the uh, uh, resurrection of vinyl, uh, yeah, it. it People go to a sort of major retailers and get represses and all that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, vinyl's kind of expensive too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, super. It's, it's like, I'm like, whoa, okay. I, I pretty much, I've got the vinyl that's ever been sent to me, but I've never purchased any, which is a bad thing for me. But uh, <laughs> same time, I just, yeah, there's too many Australian hip hop CD titles behind me on my wall. So. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, so no, that's that's where I, my collection lies, really. But no, even it, just going to like the store, uh, yeah, just I'm thinking about uh, 78s at the moment, or uh, uh, putting on the old headphones. It's probably not the most sanitary thing ever. But, <laughs> Man, when I think about all that now, yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, wow, you're really like, ugh. Wonder what, what kind people of people like sit on, you know, people like listen to the whole album. You know, in the headphones in the store. I, like, I used to do that heat, and then in Canberra, mm. the store Impact Records, like iconic institution, that they developed. I don't know if they invented it or what, but they made it that you only you only got to listen to the first thirty seconds of each song. Oh. So those people would be just staying there for the whole however long the album is for. So you you just go there and like. You can still listen to the album, but it was only the first 30 seconds. So I was like, okay, it was cool. That's kind of how I pick music as a radio guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like, that's... You, know, you know, you've been, you've been doing this for a long time. So you, you usually, you'll have that. You develop that instinct. You know, you know, when you hear, hear something, even the first 20 seconds, you know whether you're going to like this or not. 
Yeah, uh, you, you know, have those tra- you have trained ears, you know. Uh, the, it is, yeah, it's a it's a trained ear. Like everyone's like, how do you how do you sort of how do you know within twenty or thirty? You just know for the most part. That being said, yeah. you know, like um, that Travis Scott Drake song, which I'm blanking on the title of, that switches oh, the, a minute. Um, that switches a minute and becomes you know. Oh, yeah. Different, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. all you know the 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 organs and everything. I'll be like, oh yeah, this is okay. You know, okay, we'll see where it goes, yeah. kind of thing. And then, boom, boom. And that's a modern yeah, hip hop yeah. track. I'm like, no, this is a banger. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's an example of like uh, 30 seconds. You might want to hold on for that one. But no, that's true because like it, it was alright for hip hop or whatever other kind of genre, but it didn't really work for dance music or whatever because it's still be building up. By thirty seconds, yeah, exactly. You, know, you, you don't get the the meat of the song by then, but um, you'd want to jump on the radio with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, after that, I think it was kind of long enough to make you feel like, oh yeah, I could probably buy this. Because that was the thing back then. Like, if you bought a album, and even if you didn't like it, you kind of convinced yourself like, oh no, I probably like I like half of the song because you already bought it, so oh, you kind of half feel is- like probably a good album you know yeah yeah <laughs> even to the even to this day like you know some of the old classic uh or even like a, a second tier 90s hip-hop album there's like maybe three to five tracks you're like yeah yeah that, that's pretty great and the others you're like mm, yeah it's a bit filler yeah, yeah. but it was still worth it was still worth buying you know what uh, I mean? oh yeah well, it, at least at least you felt better about it absolutely you know, you Took your album home and just get liking. It's like, oh, I mean, I just spent 20 bucks on this and waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> 20 more? Like, wasn't it 30 for a CD in the 90s for an oh, album? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. No, I was talking about like cassettes because I used to take like, oh, Walkman yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I was, it was always a CD for me and then make the mixtape from there. Right, right, right. I, I didn't get CDs for like heaps later. Um, you know, when they were first came out, like my friends had CD players, but I didn't get one for a long time. I was still vinyls and tapes. Um, yeah, I, do, I do like a cassette tape, though. I, I think I purchased some old uh, just 90s cassette tapes, not even hip-hop uh, cassettes, just like old albums that I would have bought as like a eight-year-old boy. So I went to right, eBay right. and well, bought some of those again. So is and, it, Are you actually playing them or it's kind of more of a display? Oh, it's, it's a display, but, um, you know, without having probably a, a, a decent cassette player, I don't want to break them just in case I do ever want to yeah, throw them on. <laughs> get, chewed, get chewed up and, yeah. I, I threw on, um, I, I bought like a, a cheap one at, um, at uh, uh, Aussie Post or something like that, you know, the, the little cheap tape player thing, and uh, you yeah. know, it doesn't sound that great playing the tapes, <laughs> yeah. which is interesting. You're like, oh, what, what's the oh, it's a cassette tape. You you don't remember yeah. things being kind of drowned out and not sounding that great on a cassette tape. Vinyl, CD, yeah, you'll probably get a decent sound out. Like cassette tapes probably didn't sound that great. Yeah, yeah. But I, I threw in the uh, the Nelson dialect uh, record um, with oh god why am I blanking on this? No, the Miss Slips one. He uh, put out a tape for that. Oh one. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just looked up and had a look at the uh, cover, <laughs> and um, yeah. I th- yeah, threw that on, um, and I was like, please don't break it, please don't break it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, uh, yeah, tapes. Uh, yeah, because you got to do some heavy, heavy editing if that tape breaks. Oh yeah, uh, the the hours. You open up the cassette. You got to open up the case and then use the six tapes and tape together. Yeah. Oh, tapes. Well, you, know, you you famously wrote a song about it, which uh, played on Australian <laughs> yeah. radio for months. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, we'll, we'll play that as uh, the exit for this interview. Well, yeah, awesome. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, we've we've kept you for like 30-something minutes here, so uh, we better let you go. Um, this has been an absolute honour. The book... Audiobook and ebook. It's all called King. You can get it through Penguin Australia. Just put it in your Google machine and you should be able to find it through there or uh, through your socials. You'll have a bunch of links available as well, correct? That's it. That's it. So through socials, Penguin, like, you know, it's pretty hard not to find anything these days. So, you know, you'll be fine. Yeah. Thank (laughs) you for your time and and your interest in, in this book and, I appreciate you and your work that you're putting in over the years. And um, again, you know, just want to emphasize how important that is for, for Australia as a whole. So thank you. I will uh, use that in the show. <laughs> <laughs> that can be a drop they, in they, the intro of the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I should use that in my uh, my uh, my uh, a package for next year's CBAA awards. So. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. I'll, I'll take that piece of audio. This is how the <laughs> Triple J Hip Hop Show, uh, <laughs> commending beats, rhymes, and life. Although we actually we are nominated this year uh, in the CBAA awards. So uh, for be- for best program, I was like, what? Yeah, the Australian music one we entered as well. We've been nominated in that before, but I was like. It, didn't get into that category this year. I was like, oh, all right. I was actually pretty disappointed. I was like, my show's better than those. Uh, <laughs> but then, then you know, the, the following, yeah, they released it online for whatever reason, not like the Acras or whatever where they do it at once. They did it over the course of two weeks, like a, a nomination yeah, a day. And then a day, yeah. and I was like, all right, cool, cool. And then, yeah, there it was, you know, Name in best program, which, you know, we put an application in. I thought, nah, not a chance, you know. That was the one I half-assed, and that's the one I got nominated for. <laughs> no, congratulations, man. Well deserved. Yeah. I'll, it'd be nice to win it. Uh, you know, get, a, get a nice little trophy just because, you know, it's a, it would be nice to, you know, get some kind of small plastic reward for 20 years of work. Yeah, it's, a, it's a nice, you know. You know, we all know like awards and accolades. Are, you know, it doesn't really define what you do, but uh, you know, I still feel like it's a nice, nice little nod. You know, to to the hard work and effort that you put in, and it's always nice to get those kind of things. You know. Absolutely, and the station wouldn't be getting the trophy. It would be sitting in my house. <laughs> so, that's mine. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you very much for your time, Hal. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, yeah, appreciate it. Dropping EDM, hip-hop, and a bunch of best beats programs around. If you want bangers, you'll be in the right place with Tune One. Tune1.com.au. That's Tune, the number one, .com.au. Tune One, proud show sponsor.